Today's show is brought to you by FreshBooks.com. Get a 30-day free trial at www.gofreshbooks.com backslash gang. The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. And welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. I'm joined with a lovable group of assholes this week, including the adorable. I don't know that you're adorable. I mean, you're, yeah, you're adorable. You're adorable to me, like in myself. I love you, Trevor Flynn. You know who I, I was knew you were talk talking about. about me. Hi, everybody. <laughs> it's okay. I'm the adorable. <laughs> we're also joined week, back this here this week by. <laughs> we're also joined this week, of course, by Bobby Pike. How are you, Bobby? It's nice to see you back here on MGP. Hi, it's. Oh, it's good to be back. I've missed y'all. I miss you. I miss you too much. You need to come board and like, we need you because you help balance stuff out because you hate good, perfectly good movies like Mad Max. So it's always good for that. I still stand by that. Yep, I'm I sure know. we're going to fight about it again later. <laughs> I know. Looking forward to it. It's probably going to come up today, actually. And that yeah. chuckle in the background I hear is, of course, Ben Haworth. How are you, Ben? I'm doing good. I'm glad I'm on the podcast with Bobby because uh, it seems like a constant time where Bobby's like, I'm on! And I'm like, I can't come. <laughs> so it felt like I was constantly avoiding her. And was not. I'm very excited. Ships in the night. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's there's a little bit, let's be honest, like somebody's avoiding somebody. Like, And I'm not sure, maybe at this point it's like you're both salty at each other. Uh, clearly. I don't know. Um, don't start. Okay. Don't Before be a reality show drama. producer trying to start some feuds that don't exist. <laughs> I know. It's just like, it's, it's like Bachelor in Paradise. Except it's not like Bachelor in Paradise because that went really, really south. Let's not talk about that. That got really awkward. That was really, I forgot. I forgot in two seconds. Okay, moving on to our yeah. special guest this week. How are you, Alyssa? It's great to have you on. Are you excited to be joining the cast of MGP this week? I'm very excited. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. It's lovely. It's lovely to have you. I'd love you to have you. Wanna, anything you want to tell us about yourself? And uh, other than the fact that we used to drink profusely, that's pretty much... I think oh, that's pretty much a, the only... They had an infamous That's the only like, credential anyone on this show that needs is, the, is that you drank with me at some the, point. Yeah, there was an I epic can, Thor Ragnarok level stories will be written about their drinking contest they had once. It was incredible. It was a moment for it the was ages. Pretty impressive, and I still say that I won. So I think you did because I I, re- I remember crying <laughs> like at some point <laughs> in the middle of it, like just like tears were sweet. shed. like I just I do remember like somewhere during the night, like vaguely crying at some point. <laughs> so I don't I don't know what happened, but like I know that that's like it was. It was bad. Anyways, well, this level this week, this week we're going to be taking a look at Baby Driver. But before we get to the main thing, we're going to do our usual trailer corner, where we explore some of the wide, interesting trailers that came out this week, or in this case, interesting trailers and one absolutely fucking terrible trailer. Which is, I don't know how you would make the trailer of that movie better, because the movie's probably terrible, but we'll get to that. Uh, First up, though, we're going to look at the trailer for The Foreigner, the newest Jackie Chan romp. Ben, you had something that you want to talk about this. Yeah, I'm excited for this film. Uh, It seems like most people are excited for Jackie Chan to enter his old man action phase, you know, which I... What I mean by that is there's a lot of people like Liam Neeson and Denzel Washington who are like, I'm an old man, but I could still shoot people. Uh, And they're very fun films. And it's sort of like Jackie Chan's moving from his classic Jackie Chan, you know. I'm a simple guy. Don't hurt me, but I'm great at martial arts on accident um, to to being old and sad. Um, And 
I'm actually excited for this movie because it is the return to form, hopefully return to form, of Martin Campbell, who uh, directed two of the best Bond films, GoldenEye and Casino Royale, as well as The Mask of Zorro, which is a highly underappreciated, fantastic uh, summer blockbuster. Uh, I think he's just Mm -hmm. an awesome action director, and I just hope that uh, this will be the redemption from the uh, last film he made, which was Green Lantern, which is probably why he hasn't made a movie in six years, seven years, but uh, I'm (laughs) hopeful because he's great and i just hope this is exciting and the best of both jackie and martin i need to find an article somewhere for you ben because like somebody broke down the green lantern in some place and talked about like his previous action films and said like it's just like cg that's the issue like there's the beats and the things that are pro- i mean right green lantern is a terrible movie start to finish from a script perspective is the biggest issue it's, but like it's, they break down kind of directorial decisions and outside of that that they jam together like that movie should have ended with him being called up to Oa at the end of that movie, and then Oa be its own movie, but like they were like, meh, 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 like just jam it all together. Yeah, no, it's, no, 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 it's like it's literally like they they were like, well, we need to get the Oa in the first movie. It doesn't make any sense, and I was like, yeah, but it's terrible. Like it's it's one of those moments when you want to like have like bad filmmaking just to in the service of creating a better movie. Do you know what I mean? Like you want to have like film logic go out the window. And, so and you Martin can Campbell is a very movie. practical on set guy. Like that's what's great about Mask of Zorro. It is a bunch of goddamn great stunts it's just stunts it's a stunt yeah. show movie you know what i mean it feels like watching Waterworld the stunt show and that's why i love it it's oh just like who, old who did the uh wasn't it robert zemeckis that did like that uh, the polar express or something yeah that's zemeckis and zemeckis is like a great director but i think like you he just went animated and all of a sudden things are like whoa what's going on here <laughs> like, yeah some some directors are great at it and some aren't and and i just feel like campbell wasn't and this looks more like a classic just born style Jackie Chan movie, you know, like it's, uh, yeah, it looks, and and I get where you, I get where you're coming from. I'm, I'm not as excited about this. I'm excited to see Jackie Chan. I just, I'm not as, I, I I guess like my thing for this is like, I see this from a different perspective. I want kind of the original Jackie Chan style movies, like the Hong Kong action cinema to come back and be popular in the U S again. And I see this as like the great Hong Kong action cinema star coming to the U S and doing, fucking taken do you know that and that's the main thing i see it from an entirely different perspective like a a style of movie that i love is not having a resurgence anytime soon and for me that's like it's kind of like maybe it'll be shot really well and i'll be really into it but like that's not usually the case with jackie in american films no that's why i'm hopeful because master for sure yeah because martin is better at that than most you know i mean that's why i'm hopeful that's fair that is that is hopeful and goldeneye and casino royale in particular are like really great on that and Yeah, and I, I actually extend that to Mask of Zorro. I think Mask of Zorro is like an amazing uh, action movie, especially from like a fencing in terms of like it's one of the all time great like like fencing movies. Not like from a practical fencing point. Anyone that does fencing will tell you that that movie's terrible. <laughs> but, that, but like, it looks sure. really cool. <laughs> yeah, real fencing looks boring, probably. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, look, real fencing it's like movie. Fencing. They talk about. They talk about the original Mask of Zorro where they have like where it was like really realistic on screen and they're like and they're talking about like the great fencer that the guy was and like I was like this looks really boring. <laughs> like, I also just want to point out this is totally random. Uh, I think everyone should know Catherine Zeta Jones isn't Hispanic at all. <laughs> she is Welsh. And Right. I don't think people realize that. <laughs> she is always cast as sultry, <laughs> like Spaniards, and she is not that at all. She is Welsh, <laughs> and That's I think that is very surprising because she has such dark features. Like, yes. Yeah, you would definitely expect that. No, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I get why it I, happened, but it's just funny to me. 
if we start mining for whitewashing though it's, it's like we could be here all day Ben. like, like for sure. it's really bad <laughs> like especially some like agent let's not even let's not go there uh but anyone else have anything else they want to say about the foreigner any hot takes trevor um you know i just like I'm maybe excited to see a Jackie Chan movie in, in that, uh, like, the most, the ones I really saw were the comedies that he did. I never saw any of the classic, actually, like you were talking about, Hong Kong cinema stuff, really. So, but I love Jackie Chan adventures. I would argue, I would argue that Jackie Chan has always been at least partially comedy, and that's where he, like, thrives. And I think that's the, that's what's scary to me about this is even like Drunken Master has comedy elements because that's like his style of martial arts. It's like the kind of using prop comedy. Yeah. That's like prop combat, and that's his thing. Oh, it's got gorgeous humor in it. That's exactly, fantastic. exactly. Like even even like if if like it's not really a technically a comedic movie. Like that's always been his thing. Is he's gonna go out and fight twenty dudes with some fans or some shit or a ladder? Yeah. Or that's like, and that's just the thing. Is like maybe it's like interesting. Room. It's just like I'm not interested like, to see him yeah. make a bomb out of like gas canisters like Liam Neeson does. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know. I might give it okay. a chance. All right, let's move. Yeah, oh, no, we're going to watch it. We're definitely going to watch it. Unlike the next movie, which I highly doubt we will watch. Um, <laughs> unless, unless like, we just, like, all get drunk and go and do this. But uh, uh, what did you, I'm Bobby, what did you that. think of the Jumanji trailer? Let me let me get your take on uh, this. It looks so bad. <laughs> um, it's just, it, it, it's so flat. And we're, I mean, we're doing, again, remakes on top of remakes on top of remakes. And here's another one. I don't really feel like it's bringing anything new or interesting to the table. Um, everything in the trailer seemed really canned, and none of it seemed funny. Um, so it, it just, if those are the best moments that you're picking from to try to get me interested, I've already lost interest. So. See, I'm going to disagree on one thing. I thought that the concept of changing it from a board game to a video game was interesting. Really? After everything after that, they completely lost me. But. <laughs> I, I didn't even find Oof. that interesting. I, yeah, I, 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 when I heard that the, the first time, of- I was like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I have to disagree with you on this. For one, like... No, no, I, I, I can... At least you can agree that like it gets video games 100% wrong, right? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And, I mean, like I said, everything after that, I was like, oh, this is just... I mean, you watch it, it's just the biggest train wreck that <laughs> since you know transformers last night as far as trailers <laughs> oh i but i have to i, I was apologize like, okay, i don't mean to interrupt change it Oh, no, go ahead. I have to bring up one thing from last week that made no sense that's really been bugging me from Transformers. One of the things, and Ben, you could stop me if I'm wrong here, but there was no reason, like, when they gave him the staff, they gave Merlin the staff, they gave him the magic. Supposedly the magic is to control the dragon, but halfway through the movie when they don't have the staff, they just transform into the dragon and go off and do things anyways. Why was it necessary to imprint Merlin's blood into the staff if the dragon can just do whatever it wanted to do? That's a great question. <laughs> no, I just I was like, 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 I know it's like, I know it's like nitpicking, and this these movies are like the opposite of nitpicking. But like, literally, I thought about this yesterday, and I thought about it for like twelve hours. Jackie, like, oh my God. Jack, you need to remember this movie changes aspect ratios every ten seconds yeah, for no reason. I think you like, wasted it's beyond twelve hours, Jack. <laughs> It's like, and the iconic, the iconic shot in the trailer with the blood dripping off the sword is one by one in the movie theater. Sorry, okay, Alyssa, please go save me, save me from myself. <laughs> All right, Elsa, let it go. Um, yeah, no, that was the only thing I, I was like genuinely like, oh, okay, good. It's not going to be. We're just not going to remake it for shot for shot. That's fair. 
and so we're going to try to like you're going to try to up it we're going to try to change it to a video game okay and then that i mean after that everything was just horrible but that was one idea just one little so hard to entertain by jack black embodying a uh, teenage girl (laughs) y'all weren't entertained by that Oh, guys, I the hot girl like plays they Jack decided, <laughs> I almost oh, decided the that they decided the female personalities oh, the and the personalities based upon oh, the characters that were going to like come in. And they, they like had like The Rock come in and he was like, oh, do like a guy that's afraid of nature. And he, he like did it. And they're like, okay, well, we need to go find a kid that's like nerdy What's now. Strong, <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, man. Yeah, it's it's so just, the Breakfast Club stereotypes have kind of worn out their welcome for it me. It just feels like the oh. uh, the thing yeah. where they play their avatars, like you were saying, Alyssa, with the video game thing, is like the c- concept for the whole movie, and it doesn't matter that it's Jumanji at all, really. Exactly. Like, I mean, it doesn't yeah. seem like it. I, I guess you know it's a new take, and it's like nostalgia rebranding, whatever. But it doesn't capture what I liked about either the Robin Williams movie or the cartoon series, which I also kind of liked in its own way. Y'all remember that? Yeah, the Jumanji yeah, cartoon series is actually they weren't underrated. going to get sucked into the game. I was hoping that they were going to have to play it like it was, you know, with Jumanji, but that didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. One of the other things I would say specifically is that, like, I think the big problem is Jumanji is a Robin Williams vehicle through and through. Like, yeah, yeah. it just it's, it's and that's just that's just my thing. It's like it's like talking about like this movie. It's like I can't separate it from Robin Williams. And like it almost feels like something that may have been in the works when they still had Robin Williams, possibly. Well, oh, there is a dude, technically you know? a sequel to Jumanji already called Zathura, directed by John. Favreau. It's based on the sequel to the book. It just they just didn't want to call it Jumanji Two, uh, and huh. that movie. But it's like yeah. a spiritual Rules. sequel. It doesn't have any of the same. Zathura is awesome. I really like Zathura, and I think like that's the way you do it, where it's like it's space now, and it's a different kind of game and stuff like that, versus just like hmm. I don't know what they're. It doesn't even feel like Jumanji. I, like you said, it's just it. Whoa! It doesn't make oh sense. yeah! Jesus Christ! I remember this thing. It's good. It's a good film. It was under Yeah, it was weird. It was really yeah, so weird. weird. Um, it was 2005. It wasn't even that long after Jumanji. Yeah. Jesus. I just remember going to I see guess, it with my mom and her jumping out of her seat when the robot crashed into the house for like the second time. That's how Oh, I nice. <laughs> yeah. I love I love as like people become parents like suddenly like they can watch movies a second time and get surprised by the same thing over and over again. <laughs> like that's the day I'm going to do the know that I'm like old. It's like I'm going to like watch like The Silence of the Lambs and get scared again when he like pops up. Like, <laughs> just, like, it's just such a dad you. thing. Like no, I'm sorry. All right, we, we really need to get rolling on to uh, our uh, main event. So, for you, the listeners of the Movie Gang Podcast, Loot Crate is offering an opportunity to save 10% on any new subscription at LootCrate.com. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to TryLootCrate.com backslash gang and enter promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. Loot Crate is like a family that loves you. If you pay into their subscription service, they're going to send you a gift every month, and that gift is going to be full of things that you actually like, unlike your real family, who sends, gives you gifts all the time that you don't actually like. I'm, I'm serious. Like, when was the last, what was the last thing you got from your mother? Like, socks? Fuck you. Fuck your mom, too. 
Um, no, I'm joking. Please don't don't do that. That's some Oedipus shit. Don't do that. But Jack, do, do we need to have a talk? Yeah, we probably do. Uh, but do check out LootCrate.com. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to TryLootCrate.com backslash gang. Again, that's TryLootCrate.com backslash gang to save 10% on any new subscription. Enter promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. And then go online at uh, on Facebook and check out the, at the underscore movie underscore gang, where you can leave a comment saying you'd like Jack to use a different joke during... During his ad break reads, I'll come up with some new materials. <laughs> I promise. All He's right, lying. we're getting on today to our main review of Baby Driver. Baby Drive, baby driving, baby, baby driver. Talented getaway driver, baby Ansel Elgort, uh, relies on the beat of his personal soundtrack to be the best in the game. <laughs> love synopsis. After meeting you the always woman, think the worst uh, synopsis. I, I do. I like. I think it's from. almost like a challenge now. <laughs> After meeting the woman, Lily James of his dreams, he sees a catch. He sees a chance to ditch his shady lifestyle and make a clean break. Coerced into working for a crime boss, Kevin Spacey, baby must face the music as a doomed heist threatens oh, no. his life. They love, do say that and freedom. They do say face the music in the movie. So it's not, you that, know, it's not just the summary. In the context, and this is the thing, this movie is so close to corny. When they just, I love how there's so many moments in this movie that are just so corny in any other movie, and this movie manages to pull it out of, like, nowhere pretty effectively. Like, you know, it's one of these things. It's like, I think Baby Driver is a lot of old shit remixed really well. Yeah. It's probably the thing that I would... That I, that I would come to my personal thesis about the movie. Uh, but let's go ahead and get some uh, quick hot takes on some of the stuff. I'm, I'm coming in hot here, dropping what to think about it. Sorry, guys. But uh, first <laughs> off, let's go ahead and get, get our special guest in here. Alyssa, what did you think of Baby Driver? Um, I really enjoyed it. I was present, pleasantly surprised, honestly. Um, when I saw the trailer, I was not really enthused. It seemed... Um, the trailer seemed like a little bit of a mess to me, honestly, but um, the movie was just fantastic. Uh, Edgar Wright has the directing style that is just so spot on and so entertaining. Um, I was, I think he's fantastic for being able to go in this new direction. Um, and uh, yeah, the only thing I'll say is that I really was annoyed with the romance. I felt like it was the weakest part of the movie. But everything besides that, spot on. I liked it. Yeah, okay, cool. This this it's very succinct. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the things that I would I would come back maybe a little bit with with the, specifically this movie is I think that like I think it's succinct and good and Edgar Wright has a style. One of the things that kind of kept popping up for me is that, like, I've really got overhyped for this movie a touch. And I think that that's one of the things, Perhaps like, I, I don't want to, I want to, I want to, I want to tell everyone today to go see it. Like, that's my personal thing. Like, my thing is, like, ride the balance here. It's like, but all those reviews that say it is the second coming, it is not. A, a little bit would be my, I think, point to it. I don't think it's the second coming of, like, car chase movies, but I think it is unbelievably good but one of the points that like uh yeah let's go ahead and go down the line real quick sorry i keep dropping information in like just wanting to argue with people people argue with me come on this is my role as host i'm the devil's advocate uh, yeah okay. well i so, can i can, I can jump in and say i agree with you that i don't think it is the second coming i think part of the problem is we've just had a great revival of car chase movies lately you know and there's been a lot of very yeah. interesting 
takes on the genre. Guys, um, you're thinking I about think this all wrong. It's not a car chase movie. It's a movie about music, man. Um, and that's the thing about this movie that, that Trevor is getting at, is I recently saw a movie called Digstown. It's a movie from 1992. No one remembers. Uh, that's too bad, because it's kind of actually really fun. It is the basic premise is that it's a con man movie and a boxing movie. So it all kind of relies on this one big boxing match that is both actual boxing and con artist trickery. And it is really, really effective at that one thing it does. Everything else is bad. <laughs> the movie is like bad characters. Oh, okay, decent characters, but terrible writing and like a lot of weak scenes. But just that core concept is done very well. I think the core concept of Baby Driver is done very well. And the three sequences that do do the music meet action things are pretty good. I just think for the most part, the film suffers in a lot of the other areas. I just don't think outside of a few good performances, I don't really find the performances that interesting. And also shocked that I found the movie visually very bland. I thought Bill Pope is one of my favorite cinematographers and I just felt like it was very flat for a lot of the movie, which was kind of shocking to me versus minus like occasionally there'd be like a La La Land esque, like pastel thing, like in the laundromat, which felt completely unnecessary to me. Hmm. Oh, did you notice how all the washers had different colored clothes yeah. in yeah. the washers? Yeah. Like it was it was like red, green, blue, red, green, blue. I love that. But one of the things I do want to ask you, Ben, is it is it sort of becoming socially unacceptable to have just a flat color palette for your movie? Because this is one of the things that keeps somebody I, I got in an argument the other day with somebody about this a little bit because we were talking about it and I was like, Oh, it's visually it's not I mean it's not it's uh, it's like really cool, like it's edited well, but like the visuals aren't like stunning. There's no like flare shots. And he's like, Yeah, he's like, You complain all the time about like Michael Bay shit, but like you, you get upset when there's not like a certain amount of it. Clearly I got really insulted by that, <laughs> but at the same time, like <laughs> but there I may think, be a I hint think a certain of truth amount of the deep criticism. Blacks and color grading and the Michael Bay style, maybe it's a little bit too much, you know, he crushes those blacks like there's no tomorrow but like uh, right oh god there's there is something i think to a a film that just pops a little bit more visually for me than this film like it it just felt sort of cheap at times 10% more 10% more not 100% more which is what I would assume Michael Bay is Uh, Michael Bay (laughs) is is 100% not all scale (laughs) he's like I was really going to go in for those crushed blacks and do like a Ku Klux Klan joke for Michael Bay but I can't do that to him that's just really bad it was just really poorly constructed in my head Um, (laughs) let's let's go down the line Uh, Bobby I'm actually super curious I've been really curious since I've seen this movie and I was glad that you were popping onto this one Uh, this is the second car chase movie that we've actually reviewed together what do you think of this Indeed. one? Indeed, I loved this one. Oh, good. <laughs> so, I'm actually I'm kind of disappointed to hear that y'all didn't think the cinematography was all that good because I really liked Bill Pope's take on the whole thing. I really enjoyed the long shots at the beginning of the film where Baby's walking with a pair to the music when that he's going to really pick up good. the first round of coffee. I thought that was a fantastic long shot. I liked the straight up and down shot that they did of the building and then the pan at like straight down. I thought that was really appealing. I did like the color palette and I also liked their um, the the vintage feel that they gave to the love interest whose name escapes me at the moment. Um, but when they put her Debra. in like the saddle shoes and the and the 40s style skirt mm-hmm. um, and then they did the kind of like washed out and then 
bring into full color. I just I thought that was I thought it was really beautiful. Um, it, it's funny. I thought. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Sorry, uh, but one of the <laughs> no. no no no. I just wanted it's to okay. point this out real fast. Like I feel like sometimes there are people that you that like you realize they were born outside of your time, and she is like one of them because she's, she's she was so like, vintagely beautiful. Exactly. I mean, like she, she, just, she it's, mm-hmm. it's like old Hollywood, and it just screams it. And I I loved yeah. that. Yeah. I, I thought like that she was so forced. well cast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. All oh, of I thought the vintageness, just... like with the music and with the style and with his clothing and her clothing and the diner. I was like, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> she just she sold it to me the moment she walked in and she was singing "Baby," like, like the the way her voice voice had the tonal qualities and like the way they had her walk in with the headphones, but then the skirt and everything. And I just I I loved it. She sold me in that moment. I really got the old world world glamour from her. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. One of the things that like I, I want to just I want to clarify one thing here. Uh, ben, stop me if I'm wrong, but for me personally, I think the issue for my, the, this movie a little bit was more grading than pure cinematography. Correct for you too? Yeah, I think I think a lot of times, and I think um, Edgar Wright's talent is as a storyboardist. Um, he right. will talk a lot about how he storyboards every single shot. Uh, just for people who don't know, storyboards are these sort of like. Uh, pencil sketch drawings of how you think a shot's going to look and some directors do it a lot some directors do it not at all um and he is very much an old school director like hitchcock who will storyboard every single shot to the beat to the edit and he said he even edited the movie first in storyboards to the music and then shot it like that so i think bill pope was more of a um gun for hire in this situation where edgar wright was really calling all the shots And Pope was doing all the technical sides, and that's not that that's not still challenging, and not that he doesn't deserve credit. Right, well, right. I just no, feel no, like no. this is more Edgar Wright's looking movie than his, and because of that, I do agree that I think the grading is more the problem. And in general, yeah, it I'm, feels I'm, like a storyboarded movie. It feels like a movie that it's is, not. It's not a. I'm yeah. curious what y'all mean it, by grading, because um, or how we got to that specifically. Because Bobby was talking about that moment when Deborah walks in, and there's in that same moment she was talking about as being so effective. There's this kind she glows with this like fire of like sunset like on her back, kind of as you see her walk into the yeah, diner. It's beautiful. So I think for me, there's enough yeah. visual kind of panache there. But like, is that what you were talking well, about for? Uh, well, I think I think my issue here is that it's that I want more of that. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, I, and as much as Alyssa doesn't like that, you want it to be more stylized. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I want it. To, like, like, I like the stylization. I want that fifty percent more in the rest of the film. Like this that is... moment seems out of track. I like that moment, but I think it feels out of track with the rest of the yeah. movie. And like, that's the thing is like you could have just stylized it just a touch more in places. Like, right. So that when it's at the end and like, like quick uh, cut editing style and his quick cut directing style i just feel like it feels completely out of place from this like soft romanticized no you're right you're like right maybe a, maybe i'm wrong well i think it's the contrast of, of the and two, that he's, i think is maybe part right. of the statement because yeah. then at the end the you have like john hammond pure red and him in pure mm-hmm. blue and it's like a pure, right. like cool. like star wars style like lighting you know that's to me yeah. bobby where this film pales in comparison to uh, Mad Max. Mad Max has a completely brilliant color palette that it sticks to the entire time, and the oh, color grading man. I think is no. absolutely excellent throughout no. the entire film. No, oh, it's shut up, Jack. Jack it totally is. Very is. Afraid. It's so good. No, I, I, I feel like we've for moments, as as just not the whole thing. Like not the whole thing. Like oh, a lot of absolutely. it is just like very bland. And no, I, I'm not. I'm not, no. I'm not, I'm not when is setting it bland? down. When is it bland in that movie? 
It's bland through the whole thing. The color no, palette is not bland. bland. It's it beautifully hued the entire film. Just because something's so, brown does not and neutral doesn't make it bland. Thank you. No, no, I, but it's bland in choices in terms of that. There's no contrast to the film. I think that's there's the issue for like a lot there's of stretches a lot of, of it. Orange and teal, no, which is contrast in moments. Like there's some beautiful, gorgeous design. Okay, uh, we're, so we're we not, talked about the colors. I'm not doing this. <laughs> I already have flashbacks to Bobby, okay? Like, like, Mad I just, Max, to I just me, get, is like, the problem for me watching this movie. Because Mad Max, I think, did the um, the, 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 the editing and the style and the, the car chase and the movement and in keeping the action frenetic and interesting for the entire time. And I just felt like there was a lot of times in the movie, it's like, okay, I get it. You know what I mean? Then there's sometimes it's incredible and it was perfect. And sometimes it's just like, all right, they're going to shoot and every gunshot is a beat. And it's getting I, like a little well, old. This is a completely different. I guess for me, setting. like I don't compare the two. Go ahead. Go I was ahead, just gonna Trevor. say you're you're comparing like a post-apocalyptic setting to this like noir romance world. Like for for, for me, it's useless to compare the two in the, in that way. I I would have to push. I would push back that's, as well, Ben. I, that, I like they're right, so different that it's very How hard about for me to compare. A noir romance called Drive. How about that? Okay. That okay. is a film we that can is talk also about Drive. <laughs> because no, that yeah, is also fair. a film that is equally about a very old school retake on the man falls of the woman has to do a last job thing and that is a film that i feel like the car chases as small as they are actually have more impact and more weight and more excitement to them oh, yeah. where this one i just felt like okay that's clever but i'm not like invested so you know ben I mean? prefers okay, well, the that, art if you wanted film, to get me on your side <laughs> bringing up drive was an excellent way to do that then. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right the thing is with drive is that it has such a heavy tone it is it, it's so it's, it is different in that completely for sure. serious it doesn't have any moments of really breathing exactly this movie is not not even close to being that heavy it has yeah. too much it's so full of joy too much lightheartedness <laughs> yeah that's what i liked about this movie is how playful it was i mean i thought that the action scenes were really compelling and the way that i could still get the adrenaline the you know the, the great scenes and the car chase but you know they'd also break it and then you get moments of lightness and you know comedy yeah, it was to more fun thing. more upbeat. and i liked how yeah, it, it just it broke you from the moment, yes, but it took you. I mean, it would bring you back into action, so you just it added a lightness to the situation. I found the movie very okay. Playful. You want to talk about drive? Okay, ben, I just like, want to bring up the playful bit when like he drives somebody's face through a rod, and then like you know, I I, I guess one of the things and Edgar this Wright is actually, likes this his, is my problem. Edgar Wright loves yeah, he likes his, his like, flashes yeah, of yeah, violence, yeah. Though, and, 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 and especially one of the things that happened towards the beginning of this movie oh. is that when I was I was talking to this, I read a review somewhere that said, oh, the uh, the person's like character switch you know to good is kind of like unexpected you know by the third act which they're referring to of course spoilers kevin spacey uh you know kind of switching to that. sort of a good I guy i love that I guess. so much Surprising. i was, was not cool. expecting that yeah. i spacey was my I was favorite performance in the film based upon sure. the trailer for it to be uh jamie fox's character like we're supposed to hate jamie fox's character and then because i knew ahead of time that someone was going to switch to good and i didn't expect it i expected buddy obviously because they they set it up early that he's going to be the main bad guy and i was and they they did a queen song and i was like the queen song's going to come up and he's going to be the bad guy and he's going <laughs> to hunt him to that like i knew as soon as that happened that was going to happen so I was like, okay, so Jamie Foxx is going to be good. And then, like, and the more the movie the went on, I was like, well, it can't be Kevin Spacey because he threatens to, like, disfigure his girlfriend. You can't have, a like, an act turn on that. And then they did, and I was like, sure well, fuck me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that was the only scene that kind of ruined that arc because I actually did like him a lot, and I wish they didn't have that sequence in there because exactly. he actually has, like, a nice little character where it's like, 
he just feels he needs to get what is owed to him, which is that baby stole all of his cocaine and ruined it all, and he has to pay him back for all that shit that he lost, you know? And I thought that was yeah. a nice little twist, and then he was like, no, you actually are out, and, you know... And, and no, I, I guess what I needed, I, feel like I needed Spacey Baby, and, and this is my... Let me do one more thing on Spacey real quick, because I just want to say that cool. Spacey was you're my good, favorite performance. And I think he definitely clued into that playfulness that you're talking about, uh, Bobby, because his dialogue is really excellent, where it's it's this very sing-song. It reminds me somewhat of Frank Underwood, who has a... a it's so Frank yeah, Underwood. Yeah, he's really... He he has Kevin a Spacey that generally always plays Kevin Spacey roles though. Oh, you know, for sure, and I feel like he was he was very tuned into this one. You know what I mean? It was nice to see him in this versus yeah. Nine Lives. You know what I mean? Like I guess, it was, I guess oh God. <laughs> the reason that I take issue with this is that, and this is kind of into a bigger issue, is that Baby is more, and maybe that's like the playfulness of the film, but Baby's a little bit too perfect at times. I want Baby to have like a little bit more, yeah. I guess, hubris, and I wanted him to like own his driving a bit more or do the job to like like suddenly like uh the i forget what the guy's name his blind uh stepfather and his blind deaf deaf stepfather wrong disability yeah. um his deaf stepfather to get ill or something along those lines and that's why he takes it the last job well, i think that like the impetus to suck him back in especially since it's literally in every movie every synopsis of this movie it's an important twist to this movie that he gets sucked back in and they want to play it like it's a classical thing where he gets sucked back in for the wrong reasons but at that point because the turn is around spacey's character it just it just kind of messes up a little bit of the structure of the movie I felt like it just, you know, this this movie to me was very kind of, I hate saying this term because everyone uses it, but it's very Quentin Tarantino-esque, um, except yeah. it feels a little bit more cleaned up, a little less vile, you know, but it still has those upbeats, it still has quick cuts, it still has a lot of inner character dialogue, it's very witty. I, I would strongly, I would strongly resist resist that i i I guess like i i mean i agree that they're like the same sort of like genre based parodies of each other and this is like new for edgar wright but at the same time like the vibe of like the like the manicness of tarantino is something that's not present that way i mean edgar wright is like a manic director per se but like there's such a difference in the vibes of the manicness that the two people represent like like edgar wright is very planned whereas like you know quentin tarantino is very like you know about emotional moments and ha- making those emotional moments happen. So it's like they create like they, even though they're doing like literally exact same thing and I I understand you're like need to like put them into the same box like I think they're doing like almost entirely different things. Like it's like he gave them the same colors and somebody took a shit on the can not shit on I don't know what this <laughs> Why do I go into metaphor? Yeah, why why do I why do I lose okay. it in metaphors? It's always like I'm doing I'm doing great and then I make a metaphor and it's just terrible. No. I'm sorry. Y'all uh, understand what I was saying from just the context <laughs> of the words that came out of my mouth at first. Forget everything else. <laughs> to go off the thing about baby being perfect, I think I agree that's another problem for me in the film is that it, he is a superhero, you know, like, let's be honest. He is a superhero in this movie. Right. And what gives him his superpowers is music. And there was one sequence where I was like, oh, they're going to take it away from him. And it was really exciting where they got, he got his iPod broken. He's stealing someone's car and he just has to find something on the radio. And it's like, oh, the radio sucks now. Like you're never going to find like these awesome, great tunes on the radio. He's going to have to like deal with something terrible. It's going to make him really bad. (laughs) (laughs) And then he finds a perfect fucking song again. And it's like, he's just great again. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then I felt like the same thing when, like, you know, spoilers. Um, but you know, he, uh, John Hamm's character, who was absolutely fantastic in this, he was really fun. Uh, goes to deafen him. Yeah, 
and I was like, oh, I was like on the edge of my seat. Uh, oh, he's going to go deaf. This is going to be really interesting. They did nothing with that. I wanted playoff for that. Agreed. I want, I wanted, it was such a cool thought and it just didn't get played out. And I think that's my other thing is that I don't enjoy the ending. Was the uh, really? third act kind of, um, you know, flash to the court trial where everybody's telling him he's a good person. Exactly. And like, uh, I what I I, I still haven't figured out what that you know why it was so ethically important for us to have that like uh, rec- it wasn't it, felt very it was fine yeah. for them to just drive off and have a moment like that it was totally fine and and I just don't I don't understand why they went that route I just I literally do not understand why they did it well like, that would be my he, only he, argument against Ben characterizing Baby as a superhero and being too perfect is that he has that moment at the end. Where he owns up to his shit. He goes to yeah. jail, and, and that's like, the thing. He's too. He's, he goes to jail and gets out. That's how the movie. Also, ends. let's talk about a mul- like a people like murdering like twenty four upwards of twenty four people in like a in like a city center. If you're associated with it, you're not going to get out after five years. That's not how. <laughs> law but all the works. testimonials. <laughs> okay, like let's talk about so movie logic. No, in this you movie, don't. Though. You can't also put testimonials of your girlfriend and your right. father. Like that's not father, how the yeah. law works. Well, and the lady with the purse oh, that he mugged. Okay, but like, oh yeah, this is what I wanted <laughs> yeah. to talk about in this. Yeah. Those is, is the movie logic in this movie because. Um, I mean, I I enjoyed taking my girlfriend this to this, and she enjoyed it too. But like after the movie, I was like, "So what didn't you like about?" It? She's like, "What? What are you baiting me about? Well, you want the answer to pinks? Like we both had a good time. You do do that. I do do that. I love you. You do do that. Like you, like, really you have a conversation with me, and I'm like, what's Trevor want to have a fight about? Really so like." <laughs> this movie doesn't pass exactly the Bechtel test. It's kind of a very masculine mm-hmm. film, obviously. And I mean, the two women that are in it are both girlfriends. And any you know sane individual like Alyssa had brought, and I'm bringing this up partially because Alyssa had mentioned earlier that the romance was the big flaw for her. I think it was, and um, like any sane individual would just not want to be in that situation. But, like, I kind of look at this and like, but she loves him, and she just loves him, so it works. She barely yeah. knows Hi, him. Hi, I just but... met you. Let's run from the government yeah, together. Yeah, but it's movie logic, and that's, like, I was totally okay with that in, in this, as far as, I mean, not, you know, totally, because I did think about it, but, like, it's just so stylized and so perfect that I, it just, I just was so willing to forgive anything like that. So... I'd see, and I couldn't, I couldn't let it go because it was just a little too quick. You know, it was just a little too much, a little oh, too soon. yeah, and she makes weird, stupid decisions like, this man is a fucking criminal that is associated with a multiple murders. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, don't yeah. get in the car, bitch. This is not a good message for women. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry. And then she's like, and then she's like, he literally shot somebody like five minutes ago, like literally like five minutes ago. And I was like, yeah, why are you here? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I just... Uh, I, I do agree that like it's fine it's working on like movie logic but I think that's the thing is like I needed I, I both needed baby to be more of an edge and I may have needed people to act with a little bit more self-interest Very I guess, in this movie 
Mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think this movie, like, I think the, the movie needed to do something in the car chase sequence to suggest that the universe was a little bit more wacky than it was. Mm. Yeah. And I think that maybe is the issue is that, you know, in other Edgar Wright movies, there's usually a, like, essentially, like, you know, the rules of the movie universe are a little bit more flexible. Right. Like, in, in like, the majority of Shaun of the Dead films, or, like, I mean, the Cornetto trilogy, or, for instance, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, like, the rules are, like, very, very flexible. Oh, that's what that laundromat. And that color sequence is about is they're just little flashes of it, and what you're saying to me but seems it, like it's just it not ever be a little bit established. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah, that's what I mean. Just wanted- the color grading in terms of like the yeah. tone. Like I wanted I, like a full on for doing musical. Let's make it a musical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like let's make it like La La Land. You know, just pure candy colored musical. I would be totally fine with that. It's it's that it goes in between and it goes to more realistic points at sometimes and then. Kevin Spacey murders three people with a shotgun, and then, you know, like, there's, you know, this color palette's in the laundromat, and then he's dancing perfectly in tune with everything. You know, like, it's, it's like, it's like three tones all kind of fighting yeah, for Yeah, like, movie. he, you know, kills Jamie Foxx's character, and then has this ridiculous parkour run chase sequence. And, it, yeah, it feels it, very starkly contrasted. I think it also, like, shocked me with, like, you know, and I think it's, it wants to have, I, and maybe this is where you're getting it from but it wants to have like a tarantino scene where things kind of flip and he just flips out and and i just like it just sort of shocked me that that was his reaction to kill the guy and it was building to it i'm not saying the movie's not building to it and doesn't execute it successfully like i wouldn't say that i just saying like as an audience like i guess my point is like i don't understand why baby did it in that way do you know what I mean? And I guess like it's because he's also like stressed out and that, but I, it it, it wasn't <sighs> baby's reactions and the way baby reacts to things weren't set up like effectively because the whole point of the movie is that he's kind of this blank slate that everyone around him is projecting a personality onto him. Like, you mm. know, cause that's all the criminals. They all project personalities onto him and give him different personalities because he's just so quiet. And, and he actually does have a personality that we see and we recognize that it's like un- unrealistically projected onto him. But as that's like happening, like then like it sets up like his reaction to kill Jamie Foxx's character bats. Ugh. Um, and is like, as it goes, it's just not like, it just, it, it not only surprised me, but I guess like, what was the thematic purpose other than baby has a heart of gold? The one thing I think they were trying. Yeah. Until he murders a guy. You know? yeah. yeah. The one thing like, I think they were trying to go for, which I did like, and I saw bits of, I think it just needed to be expanded on was that he was still a child that he was. He reacted yeah. to a lot of situations and a lot of moments like a child being yelled at or a child trying to find his place. Like he was still arrested. Or the way he ignores he the consequences of his actions and what's going on around him. And they're like, you need to get your hands dirty. The way he like even pulls up yeah. into the shot so that we do not see what's going on inside the bank and the robbery and the violence that's taking place there and see him like distracting himself with the music right. as part of that. And I guess that's part of why right. the ending is like, tough for me because he does face consequences but he also wins you know like so it's like he yeah, still has a and, childhood and thing, fantasy ending you know exactly it has a childhood well, guys, fantasy which way ending you want it to and, and it has the inclusion of reality like yeah, the whole point say, is that it's the whole childhood point, fantasy ending that's, that's no, a little no, well you know, I think that's the like, issue is no okay look look, look let me let me just 
cut in here and 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 I don't mean to sorry apologies I'm the host I'm going to cut you all off my word matters no I'm just joking I love you all um my word is the least important here but one of the things that I do want to say on the issues is this is that I think the big point is that it's a tonal switch and a lot of times Edgar Wright movies in the past have had tonal switches that work exceptionally well mm-hmm. or I think the big thing that we're getting to here is that in the universe the tonal switch in Baby Driver doesn't work because it's the intrusion the theme the thematic element here is the intrusion of reality upon his sort of like getaway drive like child like love of it and that's the point is like the reality functions the reality around his fantasy functions like reality and so when he has to come through it like it's trying to make this point that reality is actually kind of like is a good thing and people do win and doing right things and i guess that's like that's such and, like a heartfelt and reality versus thing. fantasy is a common theme in his movies like Shaun of the dead it's about people not taking a zombie crisis seriously until their friends start dying and they realize it does have to be taken seriously. Hot Fuzz is the reverse where he thinks reality matters, but then he realizes, oh, I guess life is like an action movie. Um, And then Scott Pilgrim is like, I believe in this fantasy person of this person, but actually I was in love with an idea, not a person. And I had to learn to right. like, deal with it. So like it fantasy versus reality is a often good, a common Good argument thing here. This- Just like a side thing. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting everyone, but good fantasy side thing. A lot of people think that the Scott Pilgrim film is a better ending to the Cornetto trilogy than this is the end. The world's end. The, the end of the world or whatever. I, yeah. The world's end. I don't give a shit. I need to rewatch. The world's I end. actually am one of the few people who loves the world's end. So I, no, I, I know like them. I just think they're wrong. Nostalgia. <laughs> That's why I like it, because it just kind of fits in with kind of like being too focused yeah. on your past is a bad thing, which I'm just kind of into right now. So so real quick, I just want to ask, what was everybody's feeling about Jamie Foxx's performance? Oh, I liked it. I liked it okay. It was weird. Like, but it was, I did not. Liked it, solid B, kind of. Yeah, maybe a little too much ham on that steak, but you know. I thought it, I thought it was okay. I just thought it was a bit of an erratic performance. I didn't. I just. I don't. I didn't think it sold me like all the way. Like I don't, just a little too jokery. I don't, what are you going to say? A little too jokery. Oh. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I think that's what I'm trying to get. I at. like that aspect of it, but I, I like. It. I think it. I think it executes well in different places. I don't think it fits into the. Again, I think that's the issue. It doesn't fit into the narrative. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> where I think. Like I think. I think. I it, I think sure Jamie Foxx is fine. One. It's just. <laughs> I felt like it was just a little. A little bit too much. Like, yeah, I felt like he was hamming it up just a smidge too much. Right. Like, Jamie Foxx had a different idea of, like, the kindness of, like, level of this movie. And that's the thing is, like, sometimes, like, this has happened in movies where you can tell the actors think they're in different fucking movies. Like, fucking yeah. Elizabeth Banks in Power Rangers thinks she's in an episode <laughs> of Power Rangers. Like, it's great, but, like, it's not the movie yeah. they made. <laughs> hmm. And the worst, the biggest <laughs> I mean, Sorry, Nick Cage, is, Nick Cage and Vampire's Kiss is, like, on his own planet. Like, he's not even in the same movie. He's not in the same universe as those people. Like, he's in a different reality in Vampire's yeah. Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no one is in his reality in Vampire's Cage Kiss. Cage in every movie is in a different reality. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Uh, but any, anyways, I guess we're going to go ahead and wrap on up and get to actually scoring this thing. Any, any last words, people, thoughts, or interesting takes on this movie? I really like because I think we need to get to scores because I feel like we're all going to score it better than we've been making it seem for the last twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, this is true. I have spent the entire time talking about the only negative things I found. So. Right. Yeah. Same. I, I think I'll just Which is the positive say that the music great choices. I, I thought the music choices were really excellent, and they definitely fit 
the tone with the film. I think Guardians was better. Which Guardians? I think it's better than Guardians. I think Guardians is a well, little on the yeah. nose for me sometimes, and I felt like this was a little bit more clever. It okay, was a little yeah. bit more. I, 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 I respect that, but like I probably I probably enjoy that up. classic spaceman spiff type of style. Do you know what I mean? More than I do the bank heist movie. What this movie kind right. of like, was for me. For instance, I, I, I prefer Hot Fuzz to Shaun of the Dead because I like buddy cop movies as opposed to zombie movies. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I think that's like maybe that's a stylistic difference and it's the same thing with Edgar Wright. Like, you know, these are two very different movies with similar thematic cores. Yeah. And I prefer Shaun of the Dead. So there you go. Yep, uh, no, it's cool. Hot Fuzz is better. It, they're they're all great. I'm not gonna like fight. Stupid argument. They're all. I, I, I was I say I like of everything we're not gonna argue about. They're so stylistically similar that I'm not gonna have that argument. No, with like ben. It's just both really great films. I'm um, not gonna fight about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on to scores. Anything else, guys? Um. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, so for you, the listeners of the Movie Gang Podcast, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day free trial to give you the opportunity to try out their service. FreshBooks is an online ac- uh, cloud accounting software that we use to keep the uh, Tuscan Shed Media Network's books uh, up to date. Uh, and by up to date, I, ma- I made it sound like up to date, and I was like, no, we mean we keep them straight because our books are straight. We're not like a sketchy crime organization or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope we don't get audited, and this is like in my trial. Um, Tuscan Shed Media Network, go check it out, guys. But uh, of course, we know we have, do a lot of different things. We have a lot of different podcasts associated with the Tuscan Shed Media Network, such as Animania, Geek Space Nine, uh, the Old Save Point Podcast, and coming back this fall, a Feast for Bros, coming back next week, actually. So go check that out. But first, Jeez. but you know, to keep all these podcasts and all these advertising costs and all these other things up, we uh, we need a really great accounting software to keep it all. All uh, we need to balance our books, and that's how we do it. And if it wasn't online, we couldn't all look at it and see the numbers, and I couldn't reassure people that I'm not stealing their money, which I'm not. I'm mostly just spending my own money um, to do this. So uh, go over to TuscanShed.com backslash support us and send some money our way. We would really appreciate it. Uh, to, to try fresh books free. Yeah, that's a, that's Adception. Did you guys check that out? To try fresh books free for 30 days, just go to www.gofreshbooks.com and enter the Movie Gang podcast in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Or get a 30-day free trial at www.gofreshbooks.com backslash gang. Boom. Add out. All right. Let's get to scores. Ads on ads. Yep. (laughs) All right. We're going to get started today. And as always, I like to pick on him first because it's a lot of fun. But uh, Trevor, what do you give Baby Driver? Uh, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. And uh, the way that I would sell this movie to someone I want to go see it is I would say, (laughs) for me, it hit this really great sweet spot between like... um, drive where like you know like the quote from drive is like i just drive right like he's just the driver and like (laughs) i for me that's like i i just i i remember that line from that movie because in this one he's so trying to be disconnected from the world that he's in that it like takes that gritty noirish element of drive and it combines it with like just the joy and pure like happiness of watching Chris Pratt and the title sequence of Guardians of the Galaxy lip syncing to Come and Get Your Love. Like, it's just hits a sweet spot between those two kind of things for me that I just never knew existed. And I can pin that down to Edgar Wright. So I I think it's kind of, I don't know, maybe one of his better films for me anyway. I haven't seen like Hot uh, Hot Fuzz in a while or Shaun of the Dead, but this was 
a great chance for him for me. Okay. Okay. Up next is Bobby. Oh, me next. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um I am going to I'm gonna give this film a nine. Um, and I know that sounds unbelievably high for me, um, but Bobby, I was real quick, about scores, I apologize. I, I'm literally inter- I've been interrupting you a lot today, and I'm now interrupting you in the middle of your own scoring. Terrible. And I apologize. Yes. When was the last time you gave a movie a nine? I can tell you, I was about to. If you'd let me get all the way through my cool. thing, I'm yeah. gonna shut up. It's <laughs> gonna shut up. Hey, hosting the duties. The last time I gave a movie a nine was Spotlight. Mm. Oh shit! And I. Actually, I know this is going to sound horrible, but I liked this movie better than I liked Holy Spotlight. shit! It's a lot more fun. And I'm an ex-journalist, and I love that movie. Wow. Um, I thought that this movie totally nailed what Trevor was talking about, that grittiness of a good action car chase movie with this absolutely whimsical side with a musical in there. I thought it was, it was just so enjoyable from start to finish. I really loved the various characterizations. I loved how old Hollywood it felt at times. I thought the music choices were fantastic. Edgar Wright did a great job with this movie, and I think it's my favorite one that he's ever done. And it so far is my favorite movie that we have reviewed on this podcast. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Wow. Still doesn't get a ten. <laughs> doesn't get a ten. I don't give tens. Okay. Yep. Yep. I'm glad. I'm I glad somebody else does. I don't think ten. It depends. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I can. I don't think I can think of a ten. I can't think of any movie I that deserves. Haven't I given a ten? I've given a ten. Haven't I? I think I gave a 10 to Blade Runner. I can't remember. Yeah. I'll go back Yeah, you tried to make up Alyssa, for my you're up next. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I'll never let that go. <laughs> um, so I'm going to uh, agree with Trevor. Solid 8. This is a great B, straight down the middle student movie. Um, I It had its weak points for me. Like I said, the romance was just shoehorned and kind of bleh um, but the driving was fantastic Edgar Wright's editing style or pardon me, directing style probably his editing style um, was incredibly enjoyable um, the dialogue is very enjoyable and very witty um, but not too much, it's not like Juno where you're like, okay, nobody talks like that um so yeah, uh, I solid eight. Yes, you should see it. Uh, I still, I mean, Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead and World's End Me are better, but uh, yeah, definitely see it. Okay, cool. And uh, net last up is of course not. I'm last up, but because I'm doing the math while you're saying stuff, Ben. But uh, last up is uh, Ben. Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to be the grumpy Gus in this this scenario, particularly <laughs> after uh, really? after Bobby gave such a glowing review there. And I wish I saw the movie Bobby saw, but to me, this is a seven out of ten. Um, and I think I rate that I rate movies on what they're trying to achieve in a lot of ways. And I I was extremely excited for this film because it sounded like a great concept, and I don't think it delivered the great concept 100 percent well, and I don't think it delivered. Uh, a very interesting character story very well either that said i think it is very impressive and it is a 
delightfully interesting movie. It's a breath of fresh air in the summer. I'm really glad it's going to do well, and I'm pulling for it that uh, it continues to do well from its opening weekend. And if it's the first Edgar Wright movie to make $100 million, I'm really happy for that. And I think it's an interesting start for where he's going to go with the future of his movies. I just think it is a movie to me like Silence that has been overthought in his head too long, and the result isn't the masterpiece that he probably saw in his head. I wish I saw the movie that everyone else saw because I'd like to be on this bandwagon and just be happy. But it's 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 very good. I just think it is suffers from too many problems and there's just too many things I go back to. Like this is a problem for me and this is a problem from the color grading to the some of the performances to the dialogue to the third act problems to everything. Mm-hmm. It just takes it to him down a peg. So that's why it comes down to a seven for me. But I still think everyone should go see it because I think a lot of people are going to like it. I, I split the difference between uh, uh, Trevor, Alyssa, and uh, Ben here. I'm a 7.5 for Baby Driver. Uh, pretty much for all the reasons that uh, Ben... I know, I know. Of everyone that ever gives a 0. .5, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 I'm the one that made the math hard this time. I can't even freaking complain. Uh, but one of the things <laughs> is that, like, I think one of the things that really bothered me is uh, kind of the reasons that, like, Ben listed is, like, this movie is kind of trying to do kind of one of these... It wants to be a zanier movie than it is, and he, for thematic purposes, is pushing it towards reality. And I think that messes with some of the stuff that he would get away with in a zanier movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think like a lot of like kind of the, some of the stupid plot points and maybe a little bit more of the romance would have gotten away with in like kind of a more of a a zanier hot fuzz sort of thing. And that's the issue is that I think that like there's just. And I think that's maybe like this issue is like this is a, an amazing movie and I really like it and I really want people to go see it. But I think that it's just like maybe like two or three percent off the tone that it needs to be to be perfect. And I think that's what the issue is. Um, but of course, there's also like, you know, as Ben says, in the context of this, like I still see like a lot of glaring like plot holes, structures. I mean, they're, none of it's plot holes, but it's just like structure and issue and kind of like tone with like, you know, you know, you're having a character flip on a somebody that like threatened to fucking like essentially cut somebody's face off. Like it's, it's kind of like there's moments and there's just like this kind of like tonal shift that like bugs me all the way through the movie that said, I don't think we've, we've literally haven't talked about it in this whole like hour long podcast that like the car chase sequences in this film are amazing and they're not. And, and I think that's maybe Ben and me both is like, as we're being plugged into Reddit and people are like talking about this movie being the second coming, we go and see this and we're like, nah, like yeah. it's not, it's not. And then maybe that's, and that's, that's, I think that's our fault is because like the more, maybe the more Reddit plugged in people are like, nah, no, I don't see it guys. <laughs> like, cause we, I feel like there's a million, I think me and Ben both feel like there's a million people over there that are like in a crowd screaming at our heads. So yeah. it's great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. For the Movie Gang Podcast, this has been Alyssa. So what's the general rating? What's the overall rating? Hmm? What's the overall rating? You didn't give us the overall. Oh, it's, oh shit. It's a 7.9 out of 10, which I'm going to round up to an 8. Uh, All right. Sorry. That's correct. Uh, I, you know what? It's, it happens. Uh, I don't think, even if I was a 7, I wouldn't have brought it down, Ben, so I am I am sorry. No, no. I, we I'm are, fine with that. I get it. it yeah, it's an eight. It's an eight out of ten. I think that's a good cast for us. I always, I still agree with the fact that like, y'all save me from certain terrible scores that I've given things like uh, B- Batman v BB Superman. Let's not talk about it. I brought it up enough times. If you want to go complain about my jokes that I keep using, head on over to Facebook.com. 
give me draw me a line there. All right. Uh, again, yeah. So the Movie Gang podcast gives uh, Baby Driver an eight out of ten. So go fucking see it. It's pretty great. Uh, for the Movie Gang podcast, this has been Bobby Pike. Bye, guys. Trevor. Bye, everybody. Ben. See you later. And Alyssa. Bye-bye. And I've been your host, Jack. Head on over to TuskenShed.com to check out all our wonderful uh, podcasts on the Tuscan Shed Media Network, including Geek Space Nine and Mania, and of course, coming back, A Feast for Bros, our Game of Thrones watch-along podcast. Go check all of those amazing things out. Then head over to TuskenShed.com backslash support us and check all the amazing ways that you can help us. If you want to keep us on the air, you can go uh, shop along on Amazon and use our Amazon subscriber link, and you can go and buy your regular everyday stuff, and they give us money. Can you believe that's a thing that you can do? That's just insane, right? Like, uh, what? Just giving us money for shopping on it? I don't know. It's crazy. Anyways, head on over to TuscanShed.com backslash support us and check it out. And again, from everyone here at the Movie Gang Podcast, thanks for listening. Thanks.